0: Hello, welcome to Cosmic Calatosis and our squishy bed. If you hear some rustlings, it's because we're recording it under the covers.
1: And I'm going to be slarping some coffee while we go.
0: (laughs) We're off to a good start for 2019. We did (laughs) one a month so far. We're only two months deep. Is
1: this the last day of February?
0: Something like that, but it still counts.
1: I know you wanted to do one a month.
0: That was, like, yeah, a soft goal.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> Last day of February, we're doing just that. Fuck yeah.
0: Um, so today's probably going to be a relatively short one. I don't know. I wanted to talk about something, like, that happened the other day. I got my first Facebook argument in, like, I don't know, almost 10 years, something like that. It's not usually a useful practice. It uh, doesn't really go
1: Let's first talk about what how you you used to get in Facebook Flame Wars. Oh. So start. I wouldn't the really, very beginning. I
0: wouldn't get into Flame Wars. Well, that's what I but. call
1: it. I mean, whatever you want to call it, Comment thread wars, whatever.
0: Mm. I don't know.
1: So you used to engage. Uh, mm. You used to say, you said you used to post, like...
0: No, yeah, I would post, like, wild chicks. I'm into a lot of, I don't know. I, I, had, I used to have a lot more, I don't know, I guess... Friends that were a lot more conservative and stuff before they started learning more about the world, and I would always post I don't know, I guess
1: viewpoints that are more popular now but weren't popular then, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Always ahead of your time, darling. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess something like that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I don't know, that's not super relevant. Um,
1: it is relevant because you did because like you used to do that, people would get upset. How did you deal with, like, the, uh, I know for me, I don't, I just try not to engage because I get, like, highly adrenalized and it stresses me out. Mm. Do you get, like, that when you're, like, engaging in controversial Facebook or any kind of online threads?
0: Um, depends. So, uh, usually not really because I feel like I've kind of always had viewpoints that most people didn't get. and
1: So you don't get all hyped up about it?
0: Mm, it really depends. Most of the time, no. Sometimes, yes.
1: Like yesterday, you came, got into bed. I was still, I was just waking up, and you were like, "Oh, I did this thing. I shouldn't have done. I should well, know better." I
0: think I was more embarrassed that I did it. I see. Than,
1: than upset about. Yeah, what? it was
0: more like, "Why did it? at least just like you know, arguing with people on the internet never is that constructive." And it was just like, I, I felt more, yeah dumb for engaging. Because mm. you're really not, you're not going to change anyone's like pointed uh, ideas through the internet. Like if you're talking face to face and you guys can have like a dialogue and you know, you're just online, you're just like posting your i don't know. right type shit.
1: I don't know if that's true. I wonder if, you know, people aren't necessarily going to admit they're wrong or admit they've changed mm. in those threads, but perhaps, and maybe this is like idealistic of me, perhaps Like in the future, they'll be like, Well, I can't say something, or maybe that viewpoint is like harmful or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Maybe they do take that into consideration, whether they're willing to consciously acknowledge it or not. That's true. I think we don't always like see the fruits of the labor of like pointing a different viewpoint out to people. Yeah. Like I've had people talk to me about things, and I might be like upset about it in the moment, but maybe I will take some of it into account.
0: True, true.
1: Not that I get really, I really don't try to engage yeah. in that shit,
0: but I just, I guess I just feel in general it's more constructive to talk to someone face to face. But yeah, I mean, I've I've certainly had my ideas challenged and stuff through the internet, and mm-hmm. um, but I think I think that also requires like a receptivity and an open mindedness to hearing mm-hmm. stuff too. And I'm not this per- the per- the person is not someone I know super well, so I don't know, you know, especially when it's like an acquaintance of an acquaintance, it's, you don't know, you know, how receptive they are or how, or how much they're actually going to take into account what you're saying. They're just like, eh, fuck that dude. So what was the post? Um, so they, they posted a meme kind of, uh, let me find it. They posted a meme, uh, about, I can't remember the, the app- reporter that, yeah, actor from Pose. Yeah, right? and, Porter. Um, and the mean says, uh, my timeline is full of black women praising a black man for wearing a dress and trying to shame men who don't approve. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think I, I engaged with this because the person was someone that I see posting a lot of, like, kind of conscious stuff, like, being pro-black, like, we are both black, um, and, I don't know, stuff that would indicate that they're kind of thinking about the state of affairs in the world and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, I was just, like, pretty surprised that they would openly post something so homophobic.
1: Well, let's break it down, I mean, the, so what they're referring to is Billy Porter, the actor who's one of the stars of Pose, an FX show about ballroom culture in the 90s, right?
0: Uh, 80s I think late late 80s 70s 80s something like that um uh
1: went to the grammy oscars went to the oscars in like Mm a kind of like a ball gown tuxedo basically velvet
0: tuxedo dress thing yeah
1: with like a big hoop -hoop skirty looking ball gown vibe um and yeah so I guess there's been like a lot of conversation mostly it seems like I've seen a lot of positive conversation around it Mm -hmm. um, In my circles But of course there's going to be people Who feel that there's more to that
0: story I see Like through my social media channels I see a lot of um, Specifically like black people Hating on him for that And hating on people Who are uh, Another friend who's pretty like Politically vocal Mm -hmm. And a comedian who is challenging a lot of these like kind of negative beliefs in the black community, like around gay people or around uh around misogyny in the black community. Um, and yeah, people attacking him for saying that whatever, he's great, wear wear the mm-hmm. fucking dress. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it seems to be yeah, sparking a lot of conversations there. Um, because there there is a lot of misogyny uh, which is related to homophobia Mm -hmm. in the black community
1: and misogynoir like specifically right Yes, which is like directed at black women which is kind of like his post is uh calling out other black like calling out black women specifically yeah which does seem like a little bit of a misogynoir thing Mm -hmm. like criticizing their opinions
0: yeah and so uh yeah I, i i commented like who cares like you should be able to wear whatever the fuck you want and it's not easy to be someone who comes from the black community with that much homophobia to come out and be out like that and say i'm going to wear a fucking dress to this big public thing mm-hmm. and i don't think there's anything wrong with praising uh that person for doing that mm-hmm. like get yours it was a fucking dope ass dress i woulda mm-hmm. worn that shit mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah the the conversation kind of there was a few other people that are kind of saying you know it the thread kind of went down the like as you can imagine textbook kind of like homophobic thing oh they're trying to uh, well what
1: is the textbook homophobic thing because i don't think i don't know that it's completely apparent maybe from my perspective as a white person like
0: well, there's, As opposed to I you mean, are
1: someone who probably has suffered at the hands of that narrative.
0: I mean, there's, I mean, the same stuff that, that would be from white people, just, you know, saying, mention, wear dresses, da, da 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 my children will never wear a dress, blah-blah-blah, mm. stuff like that. And then there's also this kind of, I don't know, some people call it conspiracy theory, I don't, I think it's somewhere in the middle, uh, of uh this narrative of the feminization of black men Mm -hmm. um which i think there there are parts to that that hold water um like in hollywood there's you don't you don't i'm paraphrasing it i'm not that deep into this shit but um in hollywood that uh black male actors don't get very far unless they take on a role that has them wearing a dress in drag um
1: I haven't ever heard that before. What's or, like an example of that being the case?
0: Uh, I mean, uh, Medea. Got uh, it. Got it. Eddie Murphy. Uh, there's lots Got of black it. actors that uh, Martin Lawrence that have. Yeah. That have been very successful and have been celebrated for taking on these roles that involve um, like cross-dressing in some form. Mm. Um, or really drag, drag. Yeah, but
1: maybe it's not considered drag. It's something. It's like because like something like Medea. I don't feel like people call that a drag performance, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, and yeah, this person also t- kind of tied it into like representations of black men in the media, and of course there, there, I, there is a bias to who gets. Celebrated and who gets uh, recognition because they, they brought up uh, kind of um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, just like young black men wearing Sadie, baggy baggy sad, yeah. pants and and being referred to as thugs and stuff like that, but then this person who's wearing a dress is getting exalted, right. and I think it it shouldn't fucking matter what someone's wearing you know like th- the wearing wearing a dress does not make you less of a human does not make you less of a man does not make you less of a good parent a good friend a good human being a good black person
1: maybe he's talking though about this like this argument that like it, if you that the hyper masculinized like black male is always seen as like a threat a threat mm-hmm and so the only way to become palatable to a white audience is to feminize that image. And I think that seems to be like more what his argument is, but he's not taking into account the fact that Billy Porter was like doing, the, wearing this dress as an homage to Hector, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but the grandfather of the House of Extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that there's like a little more gay history, queer history, LGBTQI history in that, um, representation. It's not just oh, I'm a straight man who can only be seen as, like, a non-threatening by wearing a dress. Yeah. It's a different narrative. And
0: and there's also... Oh, shit, what was I going to say? Um, fuck, I forgot. There's... There's...
1: um Maybe it'll come back to you.
0: Yeah. There's also... There's also... Oh, I got it. There's also this... There's also this this insistence of what masculinity is too, mm-hmm, sure. which is also something that's been kind of instilled on us through white supremacy and cl- colonialism. Like this is what a man looks like. Mm-hmm. He wears pants. He dressed masculine. He's the man. He's the head of the household, blah, 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 blah. He's mm-hmm. the provider like that shit that was all put on us as well. The binary like, is a colonial construct. Yeah. And, basically. and it, and it's, it's, we, I feel like we need to po- move past that even though, yes, there is a certain performance of of what a black man can be through mainstream media to get recognition and I don't. I, there's also plenty of uh, black comedians and actors who have refused to to wear a dress in roles or whatever and mm-hmm. yeah some of them have been ostracized but that's your I think that's your right and your decision as a person as an individual to say hey I'm going to take that role on or no, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. It, I don't know. It's, it's also, it's really, it's interesting to me that this person is like, seems to understand that they're, that those things are at play in media and the people who control who gets roles and stuff like that. But then they're still looking to this mainstream media
1: well, I don't know if they're looking to it. They're. It seems like they're specifically criti- To me, I perceive it to be that they're specifically criticizing the other people in their life who are glorifying this act mm-hmm. of um like, uh gen- like I don't know what you call it non non colonial gender representation. But mm-hmm. it is. But it is still colonial. It's still like yeah. a man in a dress still represents femininity instead of it just being a, a, a man wearing whatever he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. That's what like needs to be kind of like broken down is like, like you were saying to them, it shouldn't matter. And why yeah. look to the Oscars, which is, like, a historically white supremacist institution for yeah. granting merit? Uh, you know, like why should that, why, why are we even looking to it's, that? Yeah,
0: they're not, they're not showing, like, a nuanced perspective of any people, white people, women... Asian people, mm-hmm. black people, Latino people, like, it's all bullshit. Although they
1: did try very hard to be woke Oscars this
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole, the whole, that whole Oscar system is bullshit. they most of those films are hot garbage. Yeah. Like, none of them are really, really that are. artistically. They great. really are. It really is
1: garbage. <laughs> it's, like,
0: crazy. Like, why you, like, I don't know. It's,
1: it's uh, just another institution that really is either gonna die Because we stop giving it attention. We stop giving it... Our, you know... Stop giving it glory, whatever. But I don't. it's it's so weird. I I guess I, like, you know, I love watching award ceremonies. Mm -hmm. Because I think they become these weird, like, touch points of, like, where we are culturally. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: For example, Woke Oscars. Like, this year it was very obvious that, like, okay, whoever is doing this programming knows you have to appear woke. Pure, um... Diverse, although not necessarily inclusive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think's running this show? Do you think there are a lot of, like, people of color who are... No, put- as
0: someone who's worked in no. production in L.A., there are almost no people of color. Right. Almost no women. So it needs almost, to... even less to an extent, women of color. Right.
1: And so the people working on the, the movies, the people creating the Oscar ceremony, all of that, I'm sure it's still across the board white, but you need to appear diverse not inclusive, and that uh, just it's that like veneer of wokeness, which like we've talked a lot about that being PUP PC is pop, like we've mm-hmm. said since our first shows, you know what I mean? That's very, very clear. So, when I watched like something like the Grammys, um, which also was very like femme, very like people, women of color, like taking a lot of the spotlight, it's it's it shows you that like we are at least placing value on that but it doesn't mean that the actual institutions and structures are changing it means it means they want to oh sorry it means what we believe we're supposed to what um the con what the conversation the discourse if you will is like telling us to focus on is being heated but that doesn't mean that actual structural institutional and systemic change is happening for the people that are being represented you Mm. know i think that's like the big joke of it all but I do love watching awards or award ceremonies for that reason. Cause it's like, you see that something's changing, right? You're like, though, this is different than last year, but then I don't know. I think it almost creates like a bomb, like a, what's a good word for that? Like a, it's, it's a veneer, you know,
0: mm.
1: it's like all those Hollywood actors with their, their fake teeth, Their fake
0: teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: They have little nubs underneath there. <laughs> and then these fake ass teeth. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, so I mean, this is like in some ways I'm like I look at your friend, your acquaintance's posts and I'm like I do understand where they're coming from. They're trying to like point out the fact that there, that yeah. there is there is a historical if like you're saying like a, a a historical precedent for black men are only non-threatening if they're feminized.
0: Yeah. But there's a weight way- fucking say that Mm. don't don't come out here with this fucking homophobic like misogynoir like very much being like like, black women don't
1: have your opinion yeah yeah yeah
0: and like say what the fuck you mean it seems like it seems like
1: almost like that was like a
0: backpedal when challenged like there was a backpedal
1: or he purposely posted that. something to get to insight discourse,
0: you know, yeah. dialogue. Maybe. I he, I think I was one of the only people that was mm. engaged, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was maybe like one or two other people that were like, what are you talking about? That's right. not like, yeah, well, I think one person was like, uh, gay people existed before, like gay black people existed before white people. Like, mm-hmm. or, can't, it started taking us to the Americas, mm-hmm. like some of the, yeah some some of our kings and queens were people in drag and mm-hmm. like yeah and
1: it's not even considered drag drag no. is again a colonial yeah. construct
0: and if you look if you look at some of the historical like garments of people in Africa people today if you wore that would say you're wearing a dress
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> sure
0: it's like yeah i don't know you
1: know i was thinking about remember when the first time we did the um like floral arrangement performance at that play party yeah
0: with gold shorts and stuff yeah yeah
1: and you were going to act as my armature for the first time which when i've done that performance in the past it's always been with like a white man Mm -hmm. and it's been this like i don't know to me like power like representation of power that like uh, man this is complicated but it's like a white woman dominating a white man I we were talking about like has a different like significance right than mm-hmm. me dominating your body right publicly mm-hmm. and I was like I feel a little not sure how I feel about putting this image out there or we were gonna do it for that Tom of Finland party that's when we were talking oh, about oh yeah it. yeah. we didn't end up doing that but we did it a few months later at a different party and I was talking about that and I was like I'm just not sure how I feel about putting that image of like me putting you in bondage out there and mm-hmm. that's, like, tied up in my own white guilt, whatever, some other stuff, you know what I mean? But I just wanted to, like, say that and be like, I'm not sure how I feel about creating this image. And you had said, you know, I think it's, un- you know, especially in kink communities, um, black men are considered, like, beasts or monsters or sex machines or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of these kind of, like... um kink stereotypes and you were like i think it's good to show like something that um uses flowers uses like more what is like generally considered to be feminine energy inter- imagery um and that that's like something that could be really good for people to see
0: mm-hmm.
1: um do you, you remember all that conversation yeah. so like in the past year i think i've come upon this several times people um expressing the opinion that this, like, has now become almost like a trope of, like, black men or people who appear to be men being adorned in flowers, and I've seen it as, like, a criticism of, like, it's, like, this simple way, almost like a simplified way of, like, de-threatening or de-escalating the threat of, like, a black body, a black male Mm. body, and I thought that was interesting, because I've thought about that in, like, the images that I've created, and the images, like, we use for sacred sadism. Yeah. And then, like, thinking of it in connection to this question, it's like, is that, is that in a way, like, just another facet of, like, a colonial lens? You know what I mean?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it, it really depends on, you know, I think what is your intention in doing it? What is, who are the people doing it to? Yeah.
1: I mean, for us, we were doing a scene, but it was something I wanted to take into account because that's not part of our dynamic. And that scene in particular is not really a dom scene. It's almost, I don't know, it's an objectification scene, but that's like a question too, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And I mean, the one we did was like a switch thing too. Sure. So...
1: And maybe I don't. I don't know. It's like I, you can't be like colorblind and like creating those images. You know what I mean. But maybe, yeah. maybe your skin color, my skin color, shouldn't come into play. It's like an aesthetic thing. But I feel like that strips away, the way people just simply like the way that people consciously or unconsciously view human bodies. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I've thought about that, and and like, is that is that trend of like adorning black male bodies with flowers a similar kind of like offense in a way mm. to what this guy
0: is feeling I don't know I I think I think it's more about what are is that the only image that we're getting to see because I think it's also important to show that there is there is no like there is no masculine, there is no feminine. We are all, to varying degrees, a combination of both of those energies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to show the spectrum of those things. You can be, like, a fucking six-foot to 250-pound jacked giant dude and still enjoy flowers. hmm and you can also be super into hunting or all these other like things that are quote-unquote masculine, drinking beer, driving a big lifted truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be all those things. Mm-hmm. And one image or one evening of wearing a gown does not negate who you are or define who you are. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's super important for people in general and the black community to grow and accept and learn that you know respectability politics are over this i feel like this is also a part of respectability politics mm-hmm. where it's like no we can't be seen like that you know
1: but isn't that also his point in saying like people demonize this saggy pants mm-hmm. thing like in some ways i think he's like so he 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 makes a valid point. He just might have, like, chosen, like, an avenue to express yeah. it. That's not the best way to express it. And there is no best way. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make sense to us to express but it that way. I think it's,
0: say what the fuck you mean.
1: But maybe he in, did you know, I, I don't know. It's like...
0: I don't know. I, I just don't think that criticizing people for...
1: For their opinion. For their
0: opinion. Yeah, for their opinion on hey, that, that dress is amazing. mm mm-hmm. um, well, Is the way, and, and it's, I don't know.
1: Like, I see his and, point, I think, like, being like, yeah, why do people demonize, like, black male men with, like, saggy pants? But
0: that's not what he said, though. You what did know? he say? That, he, he the, the, the meme was
1: right but in his explanation in the comments yeah
0: but i mean that, that if that's what you want to say say that is, i feel Yeah like.
1: but he might have just wanted to create like a and, concise post if you use too many words you can't use that yeah. little block so he probably and, was trying to create a concise po- post and
0: i i also it was it's like a repost um mm-hmm. i also think that like i like i i said in the comments i will always support everyone's right to wear what they want like mm-hmm talk about that difference talk Mm -hmm. about hey i'm here for you whether you're wearing a dress or whether you're wearing pants Mm -hmm. like for some reason like this is viewed this way Mm -hmm. and the dress is viewed this other way why is that what can we do to, to fix that you know
1: and the big difference is like in a sense attacking the queer the, the like queer cl- clothing choice queer yeah
0: queer black man right. instead of supporting him and supporting the kids that want it, okay. like that's yeah. something else they said it was like why are we not lifting up all of our people right why are you not why you're not talking about the system mm-hmm. that promotes this thing because as the, opposed yeah. to people we are support- supporting this man for wearing this dress that he wanted mm-hmm. to on this evening. And you that know? is,
1: like you said, respectability politics. Yeah, it's right? bullshit. Like, like why are you
0: going after this person instead of talking about the system that mm-hmm. promotes this stuff? It's not, you know, mm-hmm. that dude has every right to wear what he wants, just like the young kid on the corner has every right to wear saggy pants if he wants to. It makes no judgment of their character, who they are as people, the, the adornments you choose to wear on your body. Yes, it can... It can signal some things about who that person is mm-hmm. but that isn't that what we're trying to get past like baggy pants does not make you a thug wearing a dress does well, not make even you. even the a... way
1: you just described it was that young kid on the corner mm-hmm. which is like a suit that like that that just speaks to like that that it is assumed that kids in saggy pants are thugs because they're on the streets you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that that in itself is like a i mean i think that's like Part of the point is like we need to look at our own assumptions about those clothing choices. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what I mean? Like, that is in a way what he's addressing in the comments is like there is a demon, an a, absolute demonization, and assumptions made about those kids wearing saggy pants that they're on the corner, they're on the streets which, like, the presumption under that, and maybe this is my presumption, is that they're doing drugs because they're on the corner on the street, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or selling drugs or whatever. Like, that's built into the narrative around the way those representations have, like, ingrained themselves in our psyche about black men, you know? That, like, a black man in a dress is, like, did that—it res- seems like those are, like—it's almost like two ends of this respect- respectability politics spectrum, Right. Mm. Maybe it's not like it, maybe it's a multi-dimensional spectrum because I don't know all the nuances of it from my own experiences. But like it's like you're either well, a like... thug or you're like a, a too, you're doing too much and you're too out there and you're too flamboyant. You know what I and mean. And also,
0: I don't know. I feel like from people who kind of have that viewpoint, it's also seen as like disrupting the black family, like spreading uh, like spreading homosexuality Mm -hmm. through the communities like like it's something you can catch and something you know you're encouraging other people to Mm -hmm. be like that and like it's I don't know it's it I feel like it's all steeped in a lot of like homophobic bullshit and and I don't know
1: but like I mean I would say that there's a lot of uh, assumptions we have about the way people dress you know that yeah. that we have to recognize don't always speak to the person wearing the clothing yeah you know
0: absolutely and i th- i think as as black people you know we are often some of the most highly criticized for surface shit like that and i think as people who experience that daily like can't wear a fucking hoodie without being a child can't wear a hoodie without being seen as someone doing something wrong like we should be the most sensitive Mm -hmm. to like people who are part of our family you know Mm -hmm. not that i mean everyone's part of our families we're all just human you know but someone else from from that community
1: Mm -hmm. right and I mean, also taking into account that, like, a person of color wearing a dress or presenting as non-binary or presenting specifically as femme opens themselves up to, like, statistically more violence mm-hmm. than, like, any, basically anybody else, you know? I, I maybe, maybe I'm wrong and I don't know those exact numbers, like, and, like, do you think, I don't know, it's like, in, it. it's just the, what from what I understand, like, trans women of color being, like, targeted. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. to so many hate, for so many hate crimes and whatever. So whether you're trans or not, I think just like presenting as femme opens yourself, opens you up to
0: a lot of violence, like physical, emotional. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, just being a femme person walking down the street can be extremely violent, yeah. you know, uh, just a violent stroll <laughs> at times. You never know when it'll hit you, you know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Billy Porter, do not, do, do I think it's that revolutionary to me, personally, to wear a dress to the award sh- ceremony, maybe I'm missing something. Not really. I guess I don't <laughs> think it is. Like, I'm just like, cool, he's wearing what he wants. Yeah, I that's don't think how it, I see it. And... I don't think of it as like, oh my god, like, like maybe, um, like... maybe, maybe if I was coming from a different perspective, I would see that. And maybe, yeah. like, the black women that are, like, cited in this, um in this post are coming from a place of being so grateful to see that representation because like b- like ma- like black masculine men in their life have not been given that and that that's mm-hmm. a relief to see or something like that you know yeah.
0: i don't know uh, yeah i look at it like oh cool get it that dress is awesome mm-hmm. like same thing i thought when i saw matt parker and tree stone wearing dresses like mock- right and mocking- that was and that and was
1: considered t- a totally different Revolutionary act But mm-hmm. it was considered a joke You know what I mean? Yeah
0: Well, I mean, they were They were mocking J.Lo And I forget the what other actress jo. They weren't um, mocking them They, they were, were
1: They were just They were just trying to be Provocateurs Yeah
0: they, Weren't they wearing Like the same dress Or like dress They were wearing dress? the
1: same Yeah, iconic um, Red carpet dresses They were on acid, too Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was just a troll And I mean, coming from those guys but, Like they're, I mean, they're, they're intelligent trolls You know yeah, what I mean? they're like, very smart Yeah.
0: Know, um, it wasn't
1: there. They weren't there trying to like
0: take it seriously,
1: and like context too. It's like Billy Porter wearing that dress. It's like the context was that he was honoring Hector. I can't remember his full name of the house. Yeah, of the I, I didn't
0: know that. And that makes perfect sense too. Right. And it's like
1: he was trying to draw attention to that legacy, the legacy yeah. of the founding fathers and mothers and house mothers and grandmothers and whatever of these houses that sh- that sheltered and protected and. Harbored a safe space for yeah. for trans and queer people during the, as, the yeah, dawn of the AIDS crisis. As you know? a
0: black queer man and and someone who was on a show that was that's uh, talking about that history, I think he has every every right to do that and it's totally appropriate. And mm-hmm. that's something that the larger black community should be aware of and should know about because that's part of our history. Right. Um. Whether you know you accept queer black people or not. That's our history, you mm-hmm. know. That's it's part but of I who think, we are.
1: But I think what you were picking up on in his post is that there's a homophobia there. Yeah. And you pointed that out. You said you felt like that was a homophobic reaction to have. Yeah. Right? Did he respond to that?
0: Um you the should... la- the last post no. Mm. But
1: is there anything else you want to say about it? No. That's it. Just wanted just, to talk about it. I just
0: that. wanted to talk about it. I don't know. I feel like it's yeah, it's an, it's important to to have these conversations and
1: And and honestly, you, you know, it can be for me like very taxing and draining and that's why I don't really I mean, maybe I should get into more of those conversations because maybe it does make a difference. You know what I mean? Even if it's taxing and draining and emotionally difficult. Um He didn't respond to your last post. Maybe you made a point that he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna reflect on that."
0: Yeah. Who knows? It's just like I'm done engaging. Either way, it's fine. Yeah. Um.
1: But I I don't know, man. Flame wars on. I
0: mean, I don't think it was a flame war. We're not. um, Right. I don't know what's a flame war. Flame war is like. Doesn't go anywhere. It's like you're stupid. You're blah blah. Oh, you're a Nazi. Oh, blah blah. Like oh, okay. it's insulting. It's more a name calling. Like, yeah. Like, conversational. I don't know. I think it, it was a fairly good dialogue. There wasn't. I mean, I I used profanity a little bit, but did you? <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, y'all need to grow the fuck up. Whoa. But, um, That's fine. It wasn't really. You know, we weren't attacking. You were right, making your point. Each other's yeah characters or anything like that. It's yeah. just. I don't know, but. Yeah, I guess it's that's what you got to do is when you see someone you n- know like saying something ignorant is bring it to their attention.
1: Right. And it's very different than like starting an argument. I don't know. Starting an argument just for the sake of arguing. There are a lot of people online who will do that. You yeah, know what I for mean? Sure. But I think you were calling attention to something you really felt. Like this person had was a blind missing spot. and had yeah, had a yeah. blind spot about and I I see some value in like their comments and what they're saying like Because, I guess I feel like it's my responsibility as a white person to take into account different perspectives, too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Be like, there is some value to what he's saying about the thug stereotype or whatever, too. Yeah. You know? And I think maybe he didn't express that in the best way, but there's something of value there, too. For me, at least. Because those are, like, not concepts and ideas that I've like, have been super exposed to for my whole life. You know what I mean? Except through the harmful ways that they're, like perpetuated in media you know yeah and those are things I have to like be aware of to like deprogram my own thoughts and beliefs yeah but uh we said that we were gonna do like um remember our last episode we were like maybe we'll talk about the plant play class oh but I think since we were on a radio show last night and we really talked way more about it than I expected to (laughs) we should just point people in the direction of that and yes, let absolutely. That, let that episode speak for that. Um, so, so we were on the NTS radio last night on the podcast Wits and Giggles, which is the sex podcast. Um, and it was an awesome conversation.
0: It was, yeah.
1: We, we would have loved... I think everyone in the room would have loved to talk for like seven more hours. We definitely
0: <laughs> could have laid down a <laughs> few more hours. <laughs> but
1: we talked a little bit. Uh, um, one of the hosts, Shelly, had been to our... Um, had been to our plant play one one class that we did at garden LA about a month ago. And, um, she was super into it and wanted us to kind of talk more in depth about what we do. So we kind of went through like some of the basics of what we did in that class. Yeah. Um,
0: we talked a little bit about our kink relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, origins of sacred sadism, our relationship in general, and then we'd spend a lot of time talking about the materials of the class. Yeah. So I think that's, like, a good um, good place to go if you're curious about what we were doing in that. And we're thinking, like, we want to teach an online class using similar materials, maybe some other materials in the future, and we'll do some kind of, like, paywall um I don't know how to do it, but like some kind of paywall class structure Something. thing. Something we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but for, it's a good sneak peek of like some of the stuff we cover. Yeah, it's a lot of information.
0: If you want to find NTS Radio, it's www.nts.live, and the show is called Wits and Giggles.
1: Wits and giggles like W-H-I-T.
0: N. Giggles. Wits. Yeah. Wits and giggles. Mm.
1: Giggles. <laughs> Uh, So you could look, it hasn't gone online yet It's probably going to go on today or the next few days And if you're following Sacred Sadism We'll post it somewhere When it does go up But yeah, I think that's, we don't need to do a whole podcast We already talked it out Yeah. But it was fun
0: It was fun, hopefully they'll have us back I enjoyed speaking with them
1: Yeah Oh, I, I also meant the, the class itself was really fun.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, like, we touched on it a little in this show yesterday. I wonder how you felt about me saying this, but I was, like, I felt like it was important to say, like, there was some conflict in, learning, in figuring out how to do the class. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know. How do you feel about me, to, like, bringing that up? Because I feel like that's important to, like, demystify the idea of us being, like, a perfectly harmonious couple who magically creates these things. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know. I think, uh, I guess, maybe some of the conflict was more, I don't know, around, like, we originally were supposed to have a model and didn't have a model, and then, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's fine with me. Yeah. I don't feel like we need to present some idea that we're, have every, all our shit together all the I, time.
1: I'm, like, increasingly feel like it's important that we allow people into that reality yeah because i think otherwise you present this like it's like the thing of social media you're always presenting like the best part of your life you know yeah. what i mean and i don't think that that's like um always that helpful because then people are living their own lives with their own foibles and errors and conflicts and they're like why is mine so fucked up?" i don't up? have everything together and, What's why going is it? On? and i think that does this fucked up psychological thing to us like we've all experienced of like a fomo or like everyone's doing something fun and i'm not when everyone's actually just living like Troubled tr- <laughs> Troubled like <laughs> troubled lives, like we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, especially in kink, like re- people recognizing, like it doesn't all just always just magically gel and mesh and work, no matter how much negotiation and safety you try to like weave into something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I uh,
0: Yeah. I also think it's something I'm hyper aware of that I think is important to keep out there. Is that you know as we transition more into doing education and stuff like that it's like I don't want to appear as like some omnipotent authority, like, authority. Figure. yeah it's just like um, we're always learning like yeah. we do not have all the answers mm-hmm. and I really liked that we had people we, we asked people in the class like hey is there anything we left out here mm-hmm. and some people had really good points and mm-hmm.
1: and things that we intended to, to say, say and- which we were just like couldn't remember all the there's so much to cover yeah to, te- to, to, I guess, in our minds, ethically teach BDSM, there's like so much that we feel needs to be spoken about, and there's not enough time to speak no. about it.
0: There's not, like, not even a three-hour class is enough.
1: <laughs> so we do, we did our best to cover, like, some basics, and then also get into these very specific tools and methods, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do think it's important to break down that hierarchy, because, I mean in the at the end of the day I feel like that's what we want people learning about BDSM to be about too to be like you might be playing with power and hierarchies of control but to do that ethically you almost have to release those hierarchies yeah you know you have to admit that we're like fallible human beings who make mistakes all the time, all and, time. <laughs> and that you're
0: learning from those mistakes you're not just repeating the same shit over right. and over
1: because that's where like structures of domination come from is people being stubborn and being like i know what's right and i know what's best for me and i'm just gonna stick with that
0: mm. hoarding resources hoarding <laughs> information <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> withholding <laughs> Ugh, i can't uh. but i can <laughs> because it's
1: <laughs> deeply ingrained in my systems of like
0: structures Stru- structure systems The thing (laughs) thing. All right. Uh, Yeah, I think that's enough for today. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next month, hopefully.
1: We For sure, Will.
0: Yeah, we're going to stick to this one a month.
1: Here we go. Woo! Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to Cosmic Halitosis.
1: If you have questions or comments or want to yell something at us, email us at cosmic with a K halitosis cosmic at gmail.com
0: please subscribe and like the podcast
1: and you can follow us on our personal instagram accounts i am gorgeous taps and temba is tembizzle t-e-m-b-i-z-z-l-e thanks for listening